Hey, what's good, everybody? It's me, your hero, Benjamin Banks, and you're listening to the Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Rebellious D. D, what is going on? You know, I said co-host because one of us is down. We are down a man. Nah, look, this man is on vacay. Call it like it is. No, you see. I am swell, by the way. Hey, it's good that you're swell, but he's Hell not yeah. on vacation, man. He is he is in the helicopter he in the, the sky. You know, it's the end of the summer, and he is dropping off gifts to everybody. He's dropping oh, off I thought you were going to say he's the guy that drops off the G.I. Joe's. Hey, the I mean, he might. He G.I. Joe's. Trav is the helicopter pilot uh, from Resident Evil 2. Oh, and the only thing is, is that he survived. <laughs> he survived. Uh-huh. That's the only Plot difference. Twist. Plot twist. But no, man. But yo, I've been doing well. Like, you know, we've been doing so much Hell cool yeah. stuff. We were at Superstar Anime. Yes, then we were. we were at the uh, Cinema Cafe for the Dragon Ball Super premiere. And, That's true, uh, too. You know, I just also did the thing at the Funny Bone where we had a cosplay contest that was really awesome. So, yeah, man, you know, it's been a busy summer for us, you know, and I, I'm, I'm happy to see where busy we are. Busy in a good way. Yeah, busy in a good way. And the year isn't over yet. So uh, hopefully we keep the good times going. And with that being said, you know, we're about to have a good time up here on the pod because we have a very awesome guest joining us. This is somebody who did their research and they was just like, yo, I can't wait to be on this interview with you guys because I am ready. I know all the catchphrases. I know everything that you guys say and do. And I'm pretty sure he's going to be disappointed because Trav isn't here. And that is voice actor Kevin Andrew Rivera, or like I like to call him Cars from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. So uh, before we give him a call, please make sure that you rate and subscribe to all our stuff on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. It really helps us out. Leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts, you know, letting us know that you love us. And if, you know, you have some uh, critiques that you think that we could do better on, let us know. So that way we can uh, get better on that. So with that being said, here's a word from our sponsors. That's right. We want to thank Golden Ink Tattoo for always sponsoring the podcast. You can find them at 3109 Airline Boulevard in Portsmouth, Virginia. You can give them a call at 757-465-1010 and book an appointment with Denise, Kitty, Jay, or their brand new tattoo artist, Kane, spelled like Kanye. Also, mentioning up Leveling Up Banks will get you a 10% discount off your tattoo. So make sure you mention up Leveling Up Banks to get 10% off your tattoo. We're down a man. You know, it's D, okay. usually... Usually, okay. you know, you're the one, you're traveling through time. You're, I'm the third you're, man. You're, you're the third man. But, you know, Trav, he had to hop in the helicopter and <laughs> he's, he's had something to take care of. So, Trav, we hope that uh, we see you back soon and whatever it is that you're doing, uh, make, sure, make sure that you're staying safe and make sure that uh, if you need us, be like Ben Diesel and call on us and we'll be like family. We'll be there in the snap of things. Right. Like, for real, okay. I thought this was Trav messaging me right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I mentioned Trav's name and he sneezed. You got the like, chair pulled out. Is Trav Skyline about to pull up at the end of the movie? <laughs> bro, Trav gonna open up the door. He's gonna be like, Banks, I'm here. I'm Uh-oh. like, yo. <laughs> but um joining us today is somebody that is a really awesome person, really nice. You know, I got a chance to talk with him before we started doing this interview. And uh, you know, he put a big smile on me, Benjamin Banks' face, and uh 
That is voice actor Kevin Andrew Rivera. Kevin, how are you doing today? Hello, I am doing quite well. This is my <laughs> natural speaking voice. Thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I Hi, like guys. it, man. <laughs> Sound no, like a I, bad guy from Johnny Quest. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I've been training for that for for my whole life. So someday I'll do a Johnny Quest character. Hell yeah. And that would be awesome. It's crazy, man, because me and D was literally just talking about Johnny yeah. Quest the other day. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's awesome. But yeah, Kevin, I just want to let you know, man. Um, when I was putting the slideshow together, you know, I, I love when we have guests and like they have like the three abbreviations for their name, Kevin, Andrew, Rivera. And, you know, oh, me yeah. being a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure fan Ugh. and part two of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, you have the main villain whose name is Carr. And I was just like, uh, Carr, you know, the only thing you're missing is an F, you know? Honestly, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I had a, my, my, one of my sister's I texted her like, oh, like, yeah, check it out. Like, this is my website and whatever. And she was just like, <laughs> car, <laughs> vroom, vroom. And I was like, oh, that's perfect. Vroom, vroom. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's like a car. I see. Yeah, I started, yeah. uh, I started saying that to my, one of my agents. And now they're like jokingly emailing me back going, hey, thanks for the audition, car. And I'm uh, like, ah, yeah. there we go. I'm going to yeah. make this a thing. That's awesome. Hey, the well, only thing you're missing on your website is uh, the song that Life is a Highway. That's all <laughs> oh you missed. That's a actually highway. a perfect idea. <laughs> I totally uh, want to do that. So the first question I ask every guest that we have up Wait here. Wait a minute. Uh-oh. I already know. The origin story, right? Oh! oh somebody's been doing the research! Yeah, buddy! Nani? For all, the, all the for all the listeners out there, I have been stalking Benjamin Banks's podcast for like the whole month and a half at this point. And so, like, like as soon as we hopped on Zoom today, I was like, "Oh my god, you're Benjamin Banks! You're like a celebrity, man!" And uh, I I've just been every time I hear you say all these sentences you're saying today, I'm like, "That's what he said on this episode. That's so cool!" Like a total. He's been nerd studying footage. Yeah, he's, <laughs> been, he's been getting. Ready. It's crazy because before the interview. I, I told Kevin, I was just like, yeah, it's like, you know, you just level up. And Kevin was like, he said the word. He said, yeah, it. He said the thing. <laughs> Let's level up, dog. Yeah. Cue the music. Mm -hmm. Cue the music. I, uh, oh, if there was music to level up right now, that would be hilarious. That'd be pretty funny. Hey, no, it's the Sierra song, Level Up. That's, that's uh, <laughs> this guy. <laughs> but no, go ahead, download. Kevin. The floor is yours. <laughs> so my, my origin story for all you people listening, uh, well, hello. My name is Kevin Andrew Rivera. Uh, I, for me, it started uh, when back in the olden days. I was, I think, like three or four years old. Um, I have, so I have, I have three siblings: older brother, older sister, younger sister. And my older brother decided to show me and the rest of my siblings Pokemon. We went to Blockbuster because you know how ancient that place is nowadays. Uh -huh. It's only um, one love. <laughs> only oh man in in colorado right i think yeah i believe so oh I, like I think, yeah i think that that one's going out of business too but I, i'll no. double check on. save yeah. blockbuster guys Hell um, yeah. but no my my brother uh he was like yeah like <clears throat> let's ask mom if we can go to blockbuster and we're gonna go uh rent pokemon and so we started watching pokemon and i instantly became like the biggest fan of it um and as soon as i watched pokemon i kind of dipped into more anime and you know i think like most people from the 90s or growing up in the 90s would say like dragon ball z was like one of the biggest things uh from my childhood at least uh and For i sure. i loved it loved it loved it watched every single episode i've watched dragon ball z dragon ball z kai gt 
GT. Uh, super, Jeez. you know, like all the movies. It's been great. And uh, I, I guess growing up with my, my siblings, we just loved anime and cartoons and uh, other stuff like that. And um, eventually my, my brother was so inspired by cartoons that he wanted to become an animator. And he was like, mm. um, man, like I need voices for my animations. And I was like, I'll do it. And so my brother got me to do some animations for him. And, uh, you know, I, I just kept on practicing all these voices that I was working on and copying the ones from Cartoon Network, like Cow and Chicken and Chowder and, you know, uh, Dexter's Laboratory and stuff like that. Um, until eventually my brother even got me to try animation for a little bit. And so I was like, man, like, oh, the creative arts is so freaking cool. and so fun. Uh, and eventually uh, my sister, who was also, like, really inspired by the creative arts, mm. was like, I want to go and do theater. And so when she was in, I believe, eighth grade, she did uh, The King and I, and she played one of the princesses. And I went to see the show, and I was all like, oh, man, like, this looks really cool. Like, you get to, like, perform in front of an audience and, like, you get to sing songs and, like, just be somebody completely different from yourself. Like, that looks so awesome. I want to do that. And then the next year, I, I joined the drama club when I hit, like, seventh grade and then eighth grade and high school and onwards um, until eventually I decided I wanted to be uh, an actor for college and I wanted to get a degree in acting. So I went to the University of Connecticut and got my acting degree. And during those four years, uh, I felt like college was a lot of that kind of thing where it's like, oh, you're here to be an actor, right? Well, what kind of actor? And you're like, oh, I never thought about that. I just thought about getting a degree. That's crazy. And, <laughs> uh, you know, halfway through college, there was like this epiphany that hit me. Um, and it was the fact that like, you know, for the longest time growing up, like I'd been watching anime and cartoons and playing video games with my brother and watching him do his animations and do stuff like that. And I was like, man, like, why didn't I ever think about the idea of doing voiceover? That would be really cool to to use that for my degree. And so I talked to one of my professors. Shout out to David Allen Stern if he ever listens to this. Oh, that'd be great. Um, and I, you know, he he gave me or he found me an opportunity to audition for something. And then I booked it. And I was like, this is it. This is what I want to do forever. Oh, man, this is awesome. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, then I, I took the last two years of college, uh, got as much uh, practice in for voiceover as I could, tried to learn as much as I could about technique with mic techniques and what kind of microphones are the best microphones and, you know, uh, what what's trending in the industry right now and what's happening out there before I leave college. Um, and then I, I took a whole year off after school ended to save some money. And I knew that the West Coast was like, you know, it's the motherland of voiceover. You know, mm -hmm. granted, you can do voiceover anywhere, but I knew that for me in my heart, I really wanted to be in L.A. So I took that time to save up money and I moved to the West Coast. And, uh, you know, ever since I've been out here, I've been taking a bunch of classes still, which always shocks people whenever I tell people that because a lot of friends from college as well are like, you're going back to school to learn more? And I'm like, well, yeah, like, you know, I don't think you should stop learning. Exactly. You know? That's true. That's you got to keep always going a student, to school. Always a teacher. Always mm -hmm. a student. There's always a teacher. Exactly. Yes. And I I 100% still think that to this day because I still Good. take classes. I'm taking a class later this weekend. And so I'm, you know, really excited about that. Like it's, it never stops. You, you keep wanting to learn 
And uh, one of the other really fun things about that has been uh, getting the chance to meet other voice actors who are on the same boat as you and who all want to like flourish and, you know, have this excitement and this, this positive energy in them, which I always think is like the best thing you could do when you're trying to get into this type of industry is like having a positive outlook on life, being excited about what you're doing. And, uh, you know, uh, something I said to Ben earlier today was, uh, there's this quote from Mark Hamill that he says, uh, you know, if, if you want to be an actor, go out and do it. And if you're crazy enough to keep doing it, then you've got yourself a job. It was something along the lines of that, but, uh, that always sticks to me. And so I'm like, I, am I crazy enough to do this? Yes. And so, you know, the rest is history. You know, I've, yeah, I've been yeah. out here now since, uh, uh, since 2017, it's been about five nice. years now, and wow. uh, that is my origin story for you. Hey, that was an awesome Hell origin yeah. story. Well and done. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome. And like, there's a lot of stuff that I want to piggyback off of from your origin story. Uh, the first thing I wanted to say was, you know, talking about getting into voice acting and you know going to the classes and whatnot. You know, I can say that, you know, because I've gone to some voice acting classes as well. Uh, you know, one of our former guests, uh, Matthew David Rudd, who has classes that he teaches, and he's a really awesome teacher. Like, I'll always, you know, give him his flowers because it's just like when you're in his class and Kevin, I don't know if it's the same in every class that you take, but it's just like the teaching. It's just so we're not going to move forward until you get this this line down packed. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's oh, yeah. one of the things is because, like you said, everybody is just so nice and they're so they're so supportive and whatnot. And like, that's how I felt when I was in the class. It's just like we would read our lines and then like people would send you messages like, hey, you did this well. Like, maybe you should work on this. And I'm just like, that's really awesome. And, you know, I just want to say that, you know, when you look at voice acting back in the 90s and it just kind of felt like, it was like a click. It's like you mm. didn't know how to get into it. The same thing can be said about professional yeah. wrestling. Like back in the day, it's just like I wanted to be a wrestler, but I didn't know where where or how to even, you know, get into a wrestling school. And when you would go look online, like it would say, oh, you got to go to California or you have to go to Texas. And yeah. I'm 13 years old. My mom, you know what I'm saying? My mom's <laughs> not going to send me somewhere you know, across the world, uh, you know, get into wrestling school and whatnot. Right. Yeah. So it's just, it's really awesome that, you know, with voice acting classes now, you can find the easy way to get into it. You know, on Twitter, everybody's so supportive. You can talk to voice actors and stuff like that. And, you know, like that's just the one thing I love. And then something else to piggyback off of what you said too, about always taking classes and always learning. Like yeah. I've been wrestling for 10 years now and I still go to wrestling practice because it's just like, you never know. Like, it might be something small that you might have been doing wrong. And mm. it's just like, oh, okay. Like, this is how I should be doing it. Like, somebody might see something. And it's like, you're always learning. You, you never stop learning. I, one thing we always say in wrestling is, when you stop being nervous before you go out to the ring, then you might as well just go ahead and put the boots away. Because this is like, you should always be nervous because you never know what's going to happen when you go out to that ring. You don't know how the crowd is going to react. And yeah. that's why I love being a professional wrestler. Oh, yeah. Now, there, there's a magic to it when you get to do the things that you love. And, like, you know, when, when it stops feeling like you are you have to be put under a microscope every day, like, it's there's no pressure. Like, this is just something that flows with you now. Like, this is, it's a part of who you are, you know. And I feel like that just helps you breathe so much better and helps you just uh, have more fun. 
I guess yep. that's, you know, uh, going back to the classes thing, like one of my favorite things is when the teachers are like, they love it just as much as you want to love it. And so when they love it just as much as you do, like you just have such a good time. Usually the, the classes last like two hours, three hours at most, yep. maybe four. Um, but it flies by because, mm -hmm. you know, you don't think about it. You're just in the middle of watching someone else be just as curious about what they're trying to learn as you are. Um, and I, man, I, I do love that type of, uh, that type of situation that you get yourself in. Also, a lot of classes are on zoom now. So that's, yeah. it's like open to everybody now. And that's awesome as well. Um, mm -hmm. when, when I first moved out here, a lot of classes had to be in person. And so at the time it was really difficult to find a bunch of classes. Now I'm at a, at a point where like I put together my own PDF of like, every single class online that I could sign up for. And so if I'm like, oh, I'm itching to learn something new today, I go to that PDF now and I just find each website and each link and I just try to see if any classes are available. Yeah. Um, because again, you know, it's it's also not just about learning more stuff, but also you get to meet more people and it's, Back. you know. Exposure. You, you get exposure, you, yeah. you grow this community that you're part of, that you love so much. And when you see other people loving it just as much as you do, it, I don't know, it, it really pushes you through and it makes you realize, like, you're really not alone. Like, you're not the uh, only one going through these situations. Uh, everybody else is going through it as well. I think the pandemic took a toll on all of us Michael. as well. Except yeah. for Michael, yes. Except, of course. Yeah, my, except for <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, it's, it's a super exciting time to be alive right now as a voice actor because, yeah. you know, like, like you said, Ben, earlier, uh, back in the 90s, if people tried to become a voice actor at that time – it's not at all the same as it was now. Like yeah. now there's just so many more outlets. Well, we've had um, a few guests, especially some of our older guests, you know, um, talk about the fact that they are, they auditioned and, and they found ads in the newspaper back then. Do you yeah. imagine how hard it is back then in the nineties, especially or eighties, I guess, like to come across a voice acting ad in a newspaper Wow. You literally, I mean, you know, what are the odds of you actually finding that and being like, huh, let me go check this out. Whereas now technology rules the world. Yeah. And it's like, there's exposure to everything. You What's know? a so newspaper? It's just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, a dying breed is what it is. But uh, <laughs> like Kevin, I, <laughs> I wanted to ask you <laughs> questions since we're here. If you had two tips to give anybody looking to get into voice acting, what would you tell them? Two tips. Two tips. That's right. One's too easy. <laughs> I've got you now. I I would one thing I would do is I would research. Or okay, well I think the first obvious one is take classes because you okay. want to take classes. But let me say this: yes, uh, instead of taking group classes, try to take one-on-one -on -one classes. Interesting. Um, because the first thing you should really focus on out of everything is who are you? What is your voice? What can you sell? And when you have a one-on-one -on -one situation with a coach who you trust really like a, a ton, um, you trust them to be honest with you and tell you what you can bring to the table and how we can push you forward to be even better than what you are already. Uh, how can you push plus ultra? You guys got it. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's, that's definitely advice number one is take one-on-one -on -one classes with a coach so that you can just hyper-focus on your, your skills Get that up as much as you can. Um, tip number two would be, hmm, let me think here. Oh, okay. Tip number two, I would say, is now that you know what your voice can do and what you can bring to the table, 
you should go online and look up every single voice actor that you feel can do the things that you can do. Mm. And you see what they're selling, and then you check out their websites. Uh, check out their social media. How do they handle themselves on social media? How do they handle themselves on their website? What do they put on their website? What are they selling? How are they selling it? What types of demos do they have and why? Um, what agencies are they with? When you can start doing more research on the people around you, you can celebrate them Love and it. also learn from them. Yeah. Um, and I think that's it's a beautiful thing that we have that opportunity to do that now yeah. more than ever. Again, going back to the 90s, I'm pretty yeah. sure not as many voice actors had the uh, the ability to do that second part, you know? Yeah. yeah. Internet. Sure. Nobody yeah, knew what the internet yeah, was. Technology. I yeah, mean, it's exactly. just, just imagine auditioning for things through a newspaper. You know what I'm yeah, saying? That, that is wild how far it, it's come. And I feel like that that's just one of those things because like when we interview Linda Young, whose interview you can either watch here on YouTube or listen to it on the podcast, and she was one of the people that had told us about the newspaper thing. Yeah. I feel like it just depends on what area you were living in. Because, like, we're here in Virginia. I doubt that we would see a news, like, at the time, you would see a newspaper article saying, hey, come to Texas to do this audition no. for uh, Frieza and Dragon Ball Z. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. Just, yeah. Just imagine. I Hey, for voice acting lessons, call this number. People will probably be like, what? No, what people would do it. People, because look, bro, back in the 90s, when you would watch wrestling, and like, it'd be like, call this number to talk to oh, your favorite yeah. wrestler. Oh, wow. yeah, wow. Yeah. Bro, I, so look, right, huge gamer. I mean, I, I'm still a huge gamer now. I just don't play as much anymore. But back yeah, in nice. the day, uh, I can't remember which video game magazine it was. But there was a Sega Genesis hotline, and I called the Sega Genesis hotline, and I remember, like, my mom, like, she whooped my ass because <laughs> she showed me the bill, and, like, I spent $200 on the Sega Genesis hotline just talking with them, asking them about cheat codes, and I was just like, well, I already know this cheat code. Like, is there anything yeah. else you can tell me and all this stuff? And Wow. Then you could talk to Sonic the Hedgehog, but you weren't really talking to him. It was like an automated machine, and yeah. See, so people... At least, at least you were doing it for like the right thing, right? For your video games. I I was so dumb when I was little. I I remember <laughs> when the when the DS first came out. I would call. No, I went on on the internet and I looked up free DS to try to see if I can get a free DS. <laughs> oh and no! And it was like, oh, enter all your phone number and stuff. Yeah. And emails. Oh, oh no! And, oh, I I was. <laughs> I was uh, still a kid, so I didn't have yeah. an email or anything, and I didn't have a phone number, so I was Good. like, oh, my dad's cell phone number would work. Uh -huh. and, uh, oh, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm convinced <laughs> to this day that my dad still gets spam calls because of my DS <laughs> situation, and uh, he never stops <laughs> reminding me, man. I'll tell Click you one that. to claim your new fire emblem, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, well, you, you know, know imagine. It's, it's just wild because it's just like, you know, Looking at your bio, this isn't the first time that you freaked your parents out because when oh, you were yeah. a kid, you know, just, you know, I, <laughs> I have my crazy story. But, you know, when you were a kid, you used to leave your parents and go, you know, to the video game stores in the malls and whatnot. I remember when I was a kid, my brother, he was just born and my mom lost me in the mall. Like they had security looking for me, like nobody could find me and whatnot. And then she was just like. I think I know where he is. And then she went to the pet store 
and I was sitting on the ground playing with rabbits in the pet store. Uh, and I, of course, I got my ass whooped. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, <laughs> I feel like you have to get your ass whooped because it, it made me into the Benjamin Banks that I am today. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's man. right. It's just, catch it's, some it's just, it's just Look wild. You, like, she had the entire mall looking for me. And it's like, Kev, I can only imagine, you know, you're wandering around trying to find the video game stores, the EB game. GameStop and every time I, I'm the little kid that gets the Mrs. Rivera, your son is at the register right now kind of guy. <laughs> every single time my mom would take me to the grocery store, like there was a point where she was like, I can't take you to Walmart today. And I'm like, well, why? I want to see the video games because you're literally going to run away and hide in the clothes. Like, why would you do that? Uh -huh. I Those would go to the, the clothing section. It, I would pretend that the clothing section was like a fort. And so yeah, I would kind of uh -huh. chill in there. Not knowing that there could be creepy guys and adults that would be like, hey, yep. come here, little boy, you know, but like, I, <laughs> mm -hmm. I thought it was fun. And, and, and also, I, I will admit, I did like to see my mom panic because I thought it was really funny at the time. <laughs> now, 28-year-old 20, Kevin is like, no, mom, I love you. Please don't be mad. I don't want to make you feel bad about anything. But yes, I was, I was definitely this little daredevil kid when my mom would take me anywhere. She couldn't even take me to church because I'd be the one kid playing on the Tamagotchi <laughs> oh no hell yeah i, I wish mean, i could have done that man like yeah I, I wasn't allowed to take any video games in the church uh what the game boy the game boy color at the oh. time i couldn't <laughs> take that then it's just like nowadays it's just like parents they let their kids take their video yep, games technology so that, rules the world yeah, man. so that way and that they won't be making noise and everything mm -hmm. through the whole entire i mean service. listen kids nowadays they they got it good i sound so old saying this right now like do you guys remember like when we had Game Boy Advances and there was no like bright color, like bright light that would yeah, turn there was on the no screen. light for the night. Like, no you light. had to get like the adjustable pieces yep. that would yep. like connect, but then it would run out of battery separate from the Game Boy. So you're like, now I gotta get double double A batteries. Yep. Oh man! And then your mom gets mad at you because she's like, "Are you taking the controls batteries? What are you doing? That's for the I TV." I remember that. Man, good times. I, I oh, feel like times. I was the only person that had a Game Gear. And like the Game Gear used to just eat the batteries like that. And what the heck's a Game Gear? Wait. See, ah, uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, now okay, I'm so, aging you. <laughs> okay, so yeah. the game, the Game Gear was, and it's, and I, I feel like this is a history lesson because it's just like some of our younger listeners they might not know what a Game Gear is either. But a Game Gear was a Sega Genesis Mini, pretty much. Like Nintendo mm -hmm. had the Game Boy, Sega okay. they came out with the Game Gear, but with Nintendo, uh, I think the Game Boy only took. I think it was either two batteries or was it four? I can't remember. I think it was four. Okay, what the game gear? The color, the color took less, I think, than the original. You know, the clunky one took more, I think. Okay, the bigger one. Yeah, so the color probably took two batteries, but yeah, the color probably took two. But the game gear took six batteries, and like, it wouldn't last that long. That's what she said. But um, but yeah, no, it's just it's wild. But it it was. It was a system ahead of its time. Uh, it, it had a backlight in it. Um, it. Like all of the games were in color, and then you could also hook up like the um, a, like a TV antenna. There was yeah. an accessory that came with it. And you could watch TV on it. So Jeez. when you were out on those long road trips, yeah, I mean, it was ahead of its time. But you know, yeah. like I you said, know, didn't those they just six start batteries. Doing that? They did that for the uh, the Game Boy Advance, right? Like they had like little TV shows in in a cartridge that you yeah, could plug in. Yeah, that came out later. Yeah. But, I'm, but I'm talking about like actually like being able to watch TV. Like Man, of course it was just crazy. the most, it was the you know like CBS and ABC, but at least yeah. it was better than nothing, you know. But 
Um, wow. But Kev, you know, I wanted to ask you, like, going back to voice acting, because it's like we yes, snowball course, yes. all the time. <laughs> I keep derailing us. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's fine. But do. I want to ask you, like, how was it, you know, going into your first audition and, you know, getting that role? Like, what was the what was the audition process like? Like, were you scared? Were you nervous? Or did you know, like, hey, I'm about to go in here and kill this thing because I already got experience? Now, do you mean first audition going into a studio or first audition period? Like first audition, like uh, like one of your first uh, gigs, like for a video game. Like, for a video game, I, okay. Yeah. Um, let me see. Well, when I first started, I, I was actually one of those guys that did the pay-to-play sites. And uh, I know there's a lot of voice actors that are like, don't do pay-to-play sites. But I personally think that it's okay to do them, especially when you start out. Because like, yeah. where else are you going to get the experience and the practice, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're. It's okay to spend a little bit of money so that you can make it back and you know, just keep getting that, that resume built before you can talk to an agent or, you know, stretch out however else you want to, you know, work your career. Um, but I, yeah, one of the first things that I booked uh, commercial-wise and video game-wise, commercial was my first thing I booked professionally. I was in my apartment in an open closet, uh, and I just had, like, shirts covering all the walls, and uh, and I had, like, a Blue Yeti microphone. And so I was like, okay, this is... This is the beginning. Like, I, I'm going to book this, and it's going to be awesome. And I got it, and it was this commercial about, like, uh, you know, getting glasses. Um, and I was – I think I did the voice of this dude who, like – he looked like this really big, really big bloke that for some reason in my mind he has a British accent. And I I remember I did the voice for the commercial, and I was thinking, like, man, that my voice doesn't fit that guy at all. It's crazy. But <laughs> either way, it was it was still good experience. Um, that. They didn't really ask for a callback. It was more of like you auditioned through voices. Uh, the client responded and said, hey, we like it. Can you have this back to us by this day? And you're like, okay. And then you record on your own time, which personally as as a first timer doing that uh, was really relieving because it was so nerve wracking thinking about going on a session, a live session with a director at the time. Because you're like, I, I don't know, what if I say the wrong thing, you know? <laughs> um, but, you know, ended up being good, sent out, the audi- sent out the work, and then heard my commercial later, and I was, I was like, that's it! I've made it! I am now a voice actor! Yeah. Um, but referring to uh, video games, um, I think I, I can bring up... Uh, I played Dante in Marvel Superhero Academy. That was my first video game role. And uh, that was a live session still in my old apartment that I first lived in when I moved out here. And I still had all the shirts up and my my Blue Yeti microphone. And I remember I I turned on Skype or Zoom or whatever I had, and the clients were on the other end. And I learned beforehand that apparently, quote-unquote, if you eat bananas before you do your session, you don't feel as anxious anymore. And I was like, okay, this better work. And I ate all my bananas, and little did I know that bananas make me burp. And so oh. I, <laughs> I went into this session, and so I'm in this session, and, I, and the guys are like, hey, all right, we're here, uh, we're ready to go. You know, I'm listening to your space, Kev, and yeah, it sounds really good. And I'm like, okay, good, because they're literally just t-shirts. This is great. And the moment I start talking, and I was like, oh, thanks, man, I appreciate it. Uh. I just start burping, and I'm like, oh, no, ah. Uh. It's more of those like internal battles you're having with yourself of like, yeah. they're going to figure out that I'm a phony. Oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, uh-huh. 
they were like they at the end like halfway through the session towards the end they were just laughing at the burps and i was like well you know yeah let's make light of it yeah burps are cool right guys <laughs> and uh you know session ended and looking back now like i laughed so hard at this but at the time when i finished that session i remember i went to my room and i was like I'm a failure. That was so embarrassing. I can't believe I did that. Uh. But, you know, you, you just keep working. You just keep on doing the next job and uh, you stop worrying about those little things and uh, don't take yourself so seriously. And, uh, you know, just enjoy the little moments because it's you're, go you're only going to have this session for an hour long, maybe shorter if, if you go fast enough, but it's going to happen and then it's going to end and it's going to be over and your life's going to keep on going. Mm -hmm. That's it. Hell yeah. Yeah. Now, Kevin, um, since we're right here, as far as like, you know, booking your first jobs and stuff like that, do you have a, a victory lap ritual or anything like that? Is there something that you did when you, at any point in time in your career to celebrate? To celebrate? I... Like, hmm. even, even early on, like, was there, did you go to <laughs> dinner at a certain place or? Well, the first thing I do... Uh, Backflip? Even now, definitely backflips. Yeah. <laughs> and if I can't do backflips, then I'll try to do a forward roll, and those are really fun. Yeah, they um, are. But no, I, I, whenever I finish a session, this happens even now, I get so full of adrenaline afterwards because I'm like, yes, like, that was so fun. Oh, my God, this is awesome. And I come out of my room, and I just bother the heck out of my roommate. And uh, <laughs> my roommate, anytime I go in and I'm like, hey, how's it going? Did you have a good day today? What's going on? They're like, oh, you must have had a good session today. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. yeah, I mean, pretty much. Um, and then the second thing I always do is, after bothering my roommate, is I go buy sushi across the street from my from, to, in this uh, grocery store I always go to. Oh yeah, best sushi, man. Um, and also, I'm I'm a huge weeb as well, so like, sushi is my life, you know. It's a a sushi and ramen. That's what it's all about. Yeah, look, I yeah. got I got this Naruto T-shirt on right now. You know. Hell yeah. So, so Kevin, you want to know something ramen. funny? Like, I, I feel like everybody has had oodles and noodles. You know what I'm saying? Like the the basic oh, yeah. ramen uh, that you that you buy. And I started watching Naruto back in. I think it was 2020. Because, yeah, because it's like I had I started watching it when I was younger, but you know, of course, you get older, life mm -hmm. it hits you fast, and it's like you kind of stop watching certain stuff. So I watched Naruto, I binged it, then I watched uh, Shippuden, and I was just like, man, the ramen on this show just looks so good. So, so I good. looked for like ramen shops here in our area, and it was like when I had like the authentic ramen. I never went back to the cheap ramen again, man. It's just Dude, like, I huge I, difference. Yeah. One of one of my hobbies right now that I'm I've been trying to start up more and more is uh, I live in the valley in LA right now, and I made it a goal to find every single ramen shop in the valley. Nice. And I wanted Sick. to go to every single one and rate them on my little list, my little Kevin list. And uh, the day the somebody list. comes up to me and they go, hey, Kev, I really want some ramen. Do you have any, any you know, recommendations? I'm going to be that guy that's like, oh, let me check my list. As a matter of fact, I do. <laughs> I have such a list. I'm I, I'm, I, it's literally the best excuse also to like uh, tell a friend, like, hey, we're going to hang out. Let's go eat some ramen. And they're mm -hmm. like, okay, I like ramen. Heck, yeah, uh -huh. you do. It's going to be awesome. 
Um, if anybody lives in North Hollywood or, uh, you know, the Valley in general, uh, I recommend NoHo Ramen. It's a great place. Uh, check it out. Or if you're going to visit LA, go check out NoHo Ramen. Good ramen on my books. Uh, I've gotten to like three or four already. And so I'm like slowly but surely making my way through the Valley right now. So now, well, now, you know, since we're talking about ramen, let me ask you this. What is your go-to ramen and how spicy do you like it? Because, like, there's a place here in Virginia, out Virginia Beach, called Tapanara Ramen. And they have a spice level of five. Like, the highest that I can go up to is spice level three. But then Jeez. I also tell them to bring a bottle of sriracha sauce to the table, too. And I also get uh, red peppers to put into it as well. So maybe I might be at a spice level of five by adding all that stuff. But, yeah, it's just a spice level of three. Why don't you I just mean, try whatever their level five is? Yeah. Get some. I oh, should. buy a buy a bottle of ghost pepper sauce and then Jesus. put that in. Yeah, I could. I mean, well, it's just like I just don't want to be that guy that's like on a date or something, and then I'm like, yeah, give me level five, and <laughs> Whoa, I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there sweating the entire time, like I'm trying to talk to this chick. So, well, no. note to self: don't ever do that on a date. <laughs> yeah, just you gotta play it cool. <laughs> well, I mean, I, tell, I went on a date there Jeff. before. And like I did, I did level three because that's normally what I get, but I was fine, you know, but it's just like, I, I don't want to get level five and it's just, like, I'm just sitting there just sweating the entire time. <laughs> well, I, I mean, the best, that. the best kind of thing you could do on a date like that, if you do eat spicy food is you're trying to impress them and show them that you could take anything, <laughs> man, girl, if I could take on this spicy food, I could surely take on you. That's Let's go on another hey. date. Hey, and the oh, entire God. time I'm eating no level sweating. five, uh, uh, to be a man is playing. To be <laughs> the, moment, man. the moment you start sweating, you're get, you got to be like, ah, can you excuse me for a second? I just got to use the restroom really quick. And you calmly uh-huh. calmly go to the bathroom. And then when you get in there, then you're like, ah, ah, ah. Uh-huh. Got to clean all the sweat out my face. Water on your face. Bro, it's it's uh-huh. wild. Some, some of this, su- uh, not sushi, but uh, I mean, some sushi is hot too. But uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, but Kev, like, wh- like, what's your go-to and what spice level do you go to? Okay, uh, I'm going to be honest. I adore spicy food a okay. ton. I I, uh, I myself am I'm very Hispanic, and my family we I grew up on spicy food. Um, that being said, I don't like spicy on soup or on noodles, mm. uh, which is very yeah. weird. That I, I I now that I say that out loud, I've never really thought about it till now. Um, but mm. that being said, I'm very I'm not not really that picky about what type of specific ramen I like. For mm. me, I'm like, listen, if I just get the meat lovers, then I'm good. Like, put any chicken, beef. Anything like that, I'm good to go. Um, as long as the the broth itself is like chickeny broth, that I'm happy. Yeah, yeah, you know. But uh, also, the more noodles, the better, as we all say. Uh, yeah, you um, got to get the extra noodles. Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. Why well, not? The real question it. is: Do you guys eat them with a fork or do you eat it with chopsticks? Chopsticks. Oh, okay, Come there on. you go. Yeah, right, chopsticks. You got I, how do you <laughs> look? I don't even use forks at home when I make. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Even when I eat like sugar cubes, I got my chopsticks. Hell man. yeah, yeah! <laughs> you, you, you get that little spoon, you pick up the noodles, put it in the spoon, get a little broth up there, and just take it all to the head at one time. That's have you, you guys? Do. Have you guys seen the new Miss Marvel? No, I'm sorry, the the She Hulk series. By any yes, chance? I'm enjoying it right now. There's a, I have a not started. There's a scene in that show where uh, Jennifer Walters has chopsticks for a bag of Cheetos. Yeah, and yeah. I the thought always occurs to me that like I've never done that before. And uh do you guys do that by any chance? No, no I but don't, it will but keep your hands clean. Yeah, it keeps your hands yeah, clean. Sense, yeah, because 
I know I, I had saw like a story a long time ago where they said that actors do that. So that way that they don't have like if they eat hot Tito's, their fingers won't be red and stuff. It makes yeah. sense. Uh, it does make sense. Yeah, actually, but their mouth is going to burn, you know, like when they're trying to record. Gonna uh, be like, also, yeah. um, Kev, I do. I kind of agree. I mean, me personally, I eat hot everywhere. You know, I get the hotter hot sauce at the store and stuff like that. But it's it's different when you're dealing with something like ramen because you really do want to take in the flavors and soups mm. in general. Yeah. And if you're adding hot stuff, you do alter it a lot. It can. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like sriracha, for example. Yeah. So. Yeah, also, I'm mm-hmm. very picky about how hot it has to be kind of thing. Like when they first serve it, I kind of let it sit for a little bit because I'm yeah, like, yeah, you have. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you're going to yep. burn your tongue. Smart. And once you burn your tongue, you're not going to get the flavor, enough. you know? So like yep. nope. you got to let it sit for a second. That's why sometimes when I bring a friend to eat ramen with me and they see me do that, they're like, what are you doing? Like, I'm already eating my soup. Why are you eating? Ah, it's hot. It's hot. And I'm like, uh-huh. that's that's oh, why. Yeah. That's why you I'm not eating Gotta let it yeah. get it. Let everything just, so you know, cute. because it's, it's fresh. Because, you know, because uh, I get, um, uh, I'm mad I can't remember what the chicken is called. Um, I can't remember what the chicken is called uh, when you get it at a ramen shop. Why Why did Don't my brain me. just think Shoryuken? I don't think ah, <laughs> that's I'm mad definitely I not it. Oh, I'm mad I can remember what it's called. But anyway, it's just like, you know, they, oh, put, the, can... they put the chicken on mm-hmm. top, like, after they yeah. assemble everything. So... It's like I like to, you know, push the chicken into the broth and everything, let it marinate Ooh. for a little bit, get all the juices and whatnot. And, uh, you know, maybe we should start a ramen podcast. You know, where we <laughs> I'm just so down to join you guys on that. <laughs> we just travel the world and go to different ramen shops. But <laughs> ramen um, podcast. Kev, you know, I wanted to ask you another voice acting question. Cause, yeah, you know, let's you do it. Talked about <laughs> when you did your first video game role. Like, how was it when you did your first anime gig? First anime gig? Um, well, technically, I guess. Uh, do you guys count anime video games as anime? Well, see, I, I mean, guess, it's, yes. it's yeah, a gray right? area. It's a gray area, you know. Yeah. You kind of have to, though. Yeah. I, I, I guess technically the first anime video game thing I did was Shadowverse Champions Battle, but mm-hmm. really my first anime anime was Orient, and uh, I man, I gotta tell you guys, I cried so hard when I found out that I got that. Um, I remember, I still remember it vividly. I was driving home uh, and I was on the highway and I was calling my brother and I remember he and I were just talking on the phone and suddenly I get the email that says, hey, like, congrats, we'd like to book you in this anime called Orient and blah, blah, blah. And I pulled over in the middle of the highway and I just screamed at the top of my lungs and my brother was like, well, what happened? Did you crash? What happened? And I'm like, (laughs) Brian, I just booked my first anime ah! and he's like whoa whoa okay okay so what do we do what what happens and then i just broke and i just started bawling my eyes out because i just man like i i think it was it was four years in living mm-hmm. in la like me trying so hard to get to the chance to do anime at all you know and it meant so much to me um i'd been working so hard towards that goal and you know when i finally when it finally happened i just couldn't stop crying the rest of the day. I, I almost had to. You. My brother was like, "You are not going to drive right now," and I'm like, "No, no, I think I'm good. I can drive home. I'm okay." And no, he was no. like, "You're not going to drive until I calm you down." So I spent like 30 more minutes on the highway before my brother was like, "Okay, we're you're good. You can drive back home." 
Um, but I remember the my experience going into the studio. Um, you know, it was during COVID still, so like you know, a, a lot of the time the studios were trying to not let uh, people come into the studio because they were trying to prevent COVID. Um, but I was at this really lucky slash unlucky state at the time where there was a lot of construction happening outside my apartment. So I was like, you guys, like, you guys mind the construction? And they're like, we don't like construction, so come on in. It's okay. You'll be, like, one of the only guys in here. And I was like, yes, my first experience dubbing anime is going to be in a studio as well. Ah, so cool. And uh, and I got to work with Chris Kaysen, and uh, he, if, you don't, if anybody doesn't know who he is, he's the voice of Shu from Dragon Ball, and uh, I, and also Mr. Popo. And I, if you don't Mr. think, Popo. if if me crying in the highway was crazy, like you should have seen me after I finished my session working with Chris Kaysen. Um I, I had a, a couple of lines here and there, and by the end of the session, uh, it was weird. Like I, I. I'd practiced so much and I'd gone as far as I've come so far that I was finally at that point of like, you love it so much that it, it's, it's not something that makes you nervous anymore. So I went in, did my thing, had a super nice blast. And then at the end, I told my, my director, I was like, hey, like, I just want you guys to know, like, this is my first anime and it means a lot to me. And like, this moment is going to be ingrained in my brain for the rest of my life. And you guys are a part of that. And the engineer, his name's Nick, was like, Oh, dude, man. Okay, awesome. Yeah. And then I went to my car, and then I just bawled some more because, like, that was just—that's the goal, man. That it's was a feel the goal. good moment. Yeah, it's and uh, it was at it was at Bang Zoom Studios, and so it was such a cool experience. And I'd known the history of this studio and what they've worked on, and um, just the fans—the fact that you get to be a part of anything that had to do with that studio to me was like. I'm in heaven right now. This is awesome. Um, hmm. Where to go now? I mean, well, we can go. <laughs> I throw uh, a lot at you too. <laughs> and we can yeah, go we... into uh, your favorite territory. <laughs> what do you mean? Hey, because Kev, he's in a uh, you know oh, a video yeah. game that you really yes, love playing. Yes, yes, yes. Say no <laughs> more. Oh, Say no more, right. Captain. Um, so you got to be a part of Genshin Impact. Ah, yes. Would you like to talk about that experience? No. <laughs> moving on yeah moving on <laughs> no, so what I, was that like um but yeah no genshin impact was a bunch of fun as well i remember the first time i got to work on it um it was it was just like an outer world experience i guess because mm -hmm. i i personally hadn't played it at the time but i remember having watched a bunch of my other friends play it on their own yeah. time and uh, Twitch streaming it and just enjoying all the videos that would come out, all the new characters that would get announced. Yeah. Um, and I got to play this character called Shinojo, who's this uh, really sad boy who likes this girl called Chisato. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's in love with someone else and his heart is so broken. Um, and I, I, I just found him so endearing and, and so lovable um, and it was just that kind of thing where it's like you go in, you 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 record the lines, you have fun with it, and you go home, you don't think about it. But then the the updates come out and the characters are released, and suddenly you get like a flooding of people talking about these characters, and you and you get tagged in like a ton of stuff on Twitter and on Instagram. And I'm like, oh man, everybody likes Shinojo. That's so cool. Like that's, that's pretty, awesome. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, like, it's got to be a good feeling, right? It's the best feeling when people love the characters that you love 
just as much because yeah. you know you got the chance to work with these characters and become them for a little bit of time and mm-hmm. um I, I think it's it's also really fun when you get to go on Twitter and you look up people who are talking about your character and mm-hmm. you kind of just like like one of their comments and they go, Oh my god, Shinojo, just like my <laughs> comment. That's crazy. Ah. <laughs> and uh oh, yeah. Yeah, and I, I've done Shinojo, I've voiced Okawara, uh, I've done Owada from the last update. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, this just it's just been a lot of characters, and I think one of the fun things about Genshin is the fact that uh, whenever you get to do NPC characters, most of the time they're going to ask you to come back because these characters, they are continuing their, their storylines, you know? Yeah, so uh-huh. you know? In 2.9, or maybe 2.8, if I remember correctly... There is a character I, I played called Owada, and uh, he was a character that you heard him say one or two lines like three updates ago. Mm-hmm. And so I recorded those lines and didn't think anything of it. And so when you get called back and say, hey, do you remember this voice you did for this character? And then they play it back for you. You're like, uh, I don't remember playing him, but that sounds like me. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> you, kinda, <laughs> yeah. you, you just go in and you get to have fun yeah. with the character again. They refresh your mind on who the character is and, and yeah. you, know, you get to go in and keep doing it. Of course, if I ever go back for a Shinojo read, I'm going to be so ecstatic because I'm always like, pray, you know, hoping that he's going to get the girl someday. Yeah, yeah. You know? uh-huh. Gotta get the girl. But he can't eat spicy ramen or else he won't get the girl, you know? <laughs> no, he won't. Yeah, no, wait, sir. Yeah, wait until after the first date, yeah, then after get the level the date. five. Exactly. Right. But if and, she likes spicy ramen, that's fine, too. Yeah, well, that's, if that's she, no, well, see, if <laughs> she likes spicy ramen and you see that she's sweating, that's when you pull the handkerchief out of your uh, pocket. <laughs> and you like a gentleman. Yeah, I yeah, thought you were gonna say dab her forehead for. No, I mean, no, because I feel like if, if she sees you pull the handkerchief out, she's gonna be like, "For me, like nobody's ever done this that." <laughs> and then you just tuck it into your own shirt. Like, uh-huh. so what are we eating now? <laughs> uh-huh, exactly. So you know, I want to piggyback off of something you were saying, Kev. Like when they bring you back, and I just think that it's cool with Genshin because it's like we see like some voice actors. They start off doing like, you know, the NPCs or the side characters, and then they end up getting like an actual, actual playable character yep. in the game. Yeah. And, you know, one of the ongoing jokes that we always say up here is like, you know, when people come up here on Leveling Up with Benjamin mm-hmm. Banks, Tell. it's just like they end up yeah, going on to do bigger and better things in Genshin Impact. <laughs> yeah, or, that's right. if, or if they've never been in Genshin Impact. They, they end up, up being in Genshin yeah, Impact. Snatched up. Yeah, because we just uh, interviewed uh, Kat Fratano, whose episode that you can either listen to or you can I watch here Kat. on YouTube. And it's just like, you know, she just made an announcement like, hey, like you can hear me. The update just came. And I was just like, yo, it's because yeah. we had her up here on the podcast. You just never know what's going to happen. You know, yeah. we give people we give people breadstick and then we put them in Genshin Impact. You know, we're Man. the gateway. Same boom, thing boom, with boom. uh same thing with Kieran Regan. I, you yeah, guys, Kieran was yeah, Kieran's another him. one. Kieran, yeah. yep. I remember, All of a sudden. I remember talking to him recently about that, how he was like, Yeah, like, you know, I was working on a few NPCs here and there, and then I got Hazel. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm ah, man, uh-huh. so Take freaking care. cool. Mm-hmm. Man, he he's living it up now, too. Like, good for him. Like, I'm I'm so freaking excited to see other he people as well. Kieran is such a hard worker. Kieran is an extremely hard worker. Let me just say that because mm-hmm. since the moment he's moved out here in LA, every time he's talked to any voice actor and communicated and done his work, he's always trying to like 
become better even without taking classes like he'll text me and be like hey like what do you think of this audition what do you like do you do you think this is good like any notes on this hey do you guys want to do like a little get together and like you know just practice dubbing you know do something like that and i think that's like every time kieran says stuff like that to me i'm like okay I got to learn more from his yeah. awesomeness because he's yeah. inspiring me and Kat's yep. inspiring me and everybody's inspiring. Um, but yeah, you know, fingers crossed, man. Who knows? Uh, yeah, you I never know. Yeah, but, see, but, Kev, ex- but, but see, you're you're up here on the podcast and you just named all those other people that are inspiring you. But it's just like you're inspiring people. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's just like you never know. Gonna, you never know who's going to listen to this episode or watch this episode. And just be like, man, it's just like, if he could do it, then I can do it too. That's what I'm saying. Like, you never know, man. Like, that's why you always have to stay positive. You always have to stay humble because people are always watching. And your small words, like something small that you said, it it could lead somebody onto an adventure of a lifetime for them to reach out and grab their goals. So, yeah, you just never know. Even so, if I um, say like the like the word pudding, you know, if you say the word pudding, someone's gonna be like, "Get trigger somebody to be careful." They're gonna be like, "I'm gonna be a cook now. I'm gonna be a baker." He said uh, pudding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, you never know. You never you know. Never know. So, man. Kevin, as you know, Trav, if he was here, because he's our theater guy, you know, I, I feel like we can't, you know, move on without asking him a couple of theater questions because you know you do have a background in that. I want to ask you out of the theater plays that you've done. Like, which one was one of your favorites? Hmm. Uh, one of my favorite ones was Twelfth Night. Um, I got hmm. to play Festy, Festy the Clown um, in this Shakespearean play, and it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you don't know what the heck anybody's saying when you l- read Shakespeare for the first time, but mm-hmm. when you get to see it happen on stage and it comes to life, um, it's, it's weird to explain. It's like you're, you're not – you're lost in translation, but for some reason you know what they're saying – yeah. because of the way that the emotion and the intent comes out. Um, and I think that was super challenging and super fun to get to do when I was in college, especially in um, theaters. That, uh, Shakespeare specifically is that kind of thing that, like, it, it forces you to analyze the script, you know? Uh, a lot of actors say, like, hey, I analyze script and blah, blah, blah. But Shakespeare is, like, every single word is so specific in what it means. Uh, plus, Shakespeare himself just had his own... Like, you know, it's he was wrote in the 1300s, you know, so it's yeah. kind of like that kind of thing where back then this sentence meant this. But to Americans and other people now that speak English, uh, it doesn't mean anything because it just sounds like a weirdly phrased word or sentence. Um, but, yeah, I, I think uh, Fessy the Clown for Twelfth Night, definitely one of my favorite uh, characters to play. And uh, oh, and one other thing, I, I feel like maybe someone's already already mentioned this in previous episodes, but. Shakespeare makes me think of anime in a way mm. uh, because I, I always refer to Death Note, for example. In Death Note, everybody's always internally talking about how they're feeling and like, you know, what their next steps are and what they want to do next and uh, what happened to them recently and whatever. Shakespeare does the exact same thing except in their Shakespearean language. And mm. uh, anime always uh, inspires me with Shakespearean vibes. Because, uh, you know, it's essentially the same thing. So getting the chance to do Shakespeare was a really big help when I got the chance to work on anime stuff. Because when you see characters have internal monologues, it's like, oh, yeah, this is, you know, this is this is literally Shakespeare. Like, let's let's do that. Let's just apply your training and put it into that. Yeah. So 
it's uh, pretty much it's like you already have a, a tool in the toolbox when it comes to doing voice acting and whatnot yeah. and anime because of Shakespeare and whatnot. So now I want to ask you, what is one of your favorite theater plays? One of my favorite theater plays? Musicals or straight plays? Because there's a difference. See, I wanted to say musical, but uh, I'll let you choose. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll let you choose. You know what? Give me, give me both. One from each category. Okay, let's see. Musicals. My favorite musical is uh, it's Jersey Boys, and mm. I'll tell you why. Because when I was in middle school, um, I I was in the chorus, and my teacher used to put me in the soprano section with all the girls because mm. my voice was so high up there that I you know I I just could sing all the parts that the girls could sing. Um, and there was a part of me at that time that was like, I'm kind of embarrassed because I'm with all the girls and whatever. And then I think it was like two, three years later, I, I went uh, to, to go see Jersey Boys on Broadway with a field trip or something. And I saw this character, Frankie Valley, who's a real person in real life, yeah. who sings way up there, just as high as the Sopranos and sometimes even higher. And uh, it was such, a, such an empowering thing for me to not be ashamed of what I can do. And, uh, you know, acknowledging what you can do and, you know, being okay with yourself and, and singing and, you know, having fun and, and enjoying yourself. So definitely Jersey Boys, my favorite musical of all time. Um, also, the story's good. Like, it's a very good story. Not just, wasn't just because of my, my high school and, you know, 13-year-old career. Uh, but <laughs> I, I think uh, straight plays, I would have to say... Mm-mm-mm-mm. I think Much Ado About Nothing, which is another Shakespearean play. Um, let me let me think of let me think of one that's not Shakespearean. Hold on a second. Uh, nah, I got nothing. I got nothing, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's all I can think of. I'm blanking out right now. I just right. I just feel like if Trav was here, Trav would be like classic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Um, but yeah, thank you for uh, you know answering those questions, and Trav. I hope that you appreciated me. You know, asking Kev for you because I know if if I didn't, then you will feel some type of way. So my final question for you, then I'll pass the ball to D. Is uh, you know, Kev, you already told us that you like to go on you know ramen field trips and you know, you know, you like to get sushi and whatnot. And uh, you know, you talked about video games and all this other stuff. What are some of your hobbies that you're into when you're not behind the mic? Oh man, that's like a loaded question for me. Uh, well, okay, so when I'm not going for ramen. And I'm not playing video games. Uh, I really like collecting memorabilia, Ooh. Uh, specifically Dragon Ball memorabilia. Nice. Um, I have like this glass casing in my room, just like filled with like Dragon Ball statues, and like Sick. you know, occasionally I'll get like One Piece and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and oh, good. all this stuff like that. And you I'm got trying us both. to collect. I'm trying to collect, uh, <laughs> did that on purpose. I bet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I was just, like, yeah, you know, I, I was about to ask. I was like, well, specific. What? Well, which which one do you like more, JoJo or One Piece? Uh, oh, you wisely. can't make me choose. You can't make me choose. He knows. Yeah, thank you for knowing. I like Kev. all my children equally, is what my mom says. <laughs> Kev's was <laughs> like, no, I'm not falling for this. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, you know. Funny enough, my my dad. But when I was a kid, I used to ask my dad, like, Dad, which one of your kids is your favorite? Oh, and my dad. Jesus. No, no, listen to this. This is what my dad would always say. He goes, uh. Your brother's my favorite today because he helped me with the garage. 
And I'm like, oh, okay. So as long as we help you with stuff, that's when we're your favorite. Uh-huh. <laughs> what a smart dad. Yeah. So then the next day he'd be like, ah, eh, your little sister's my favorite because she went with me to get some gas. You know, he's just finding any excuse he can uh-huh. get to not have to tell us for real. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, also, I, I was going to mention that I, I also try to collect Gundam memorabilia stuff, too. Hey. And I see, Ben, behind you, you got the burning Gundam. Burning Gundam. Hey, the burning thing, bro. Dude, oh my God. I, if I, I used to quote that to everybody. everybody. Me too, bro. Oh, this is burning, burning red. red. Oh, it's so uh-huh. good. Oh, I, I've God. actually been looking for that burning Gundam uh, statue for ages, and so the day I find it, I'm gonna buy it so fast. Why? Wow, if um, I see it, if I go to a store like the, I found that in the Barnes and Noble, and like as what? soon as I saw it, I was just like, I gotta get it. You know what I'm saying? Because I, yeah. I like, my favorite Gundams are the Burning Gundam and the Gundam Death Sight Hail, and of course the you know Wing Zero. But Death Sight, yeah, that's I my still favorite. Have, I still have to build it. D's been getting on me for. Uh, yeah, I've always asking right me like, me. yeah, when are right. you getting the modeling kid? And I'm just like, oh, I don't have time, man. I, I'll get to it. Eventually. I told him I build it for him. I no, I gotta have, build uh, it myself. Hang on, I actually can show you. This is the next one I'm building right here, Master. What? Yeah. Huh? Oh my god, Gundam Master. Oh, I see you got all the Gundams back there too. Yeah, yeah you got uh, heavy on. Dude, you got yeah. so much back there. We're kind oh, of into cosplay stuff now, so I'm I'm working on costumes and stuff like that. So Oh man, I I'll really... build it one day and I'm gonna it's gonna be amazing and I'm probably gonna look it up and watch the show. Uh-huh. I'm, watching, I'm watching it right now. I mean, like I took a break from it, but the last episode that I watched was when um was when Domon fought uh, the Dragon Gundam. That was the last. So, oh, oh, sick! Yeah. Such yeah. a good show. Yeah. A little underrated, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I would say I it's mean, outdated. It, it's I, very I, to me. It, it makes me think of like if Dragon Ball Z was a Gundam series. Yeah, of they, course. They had exactly. interesting. All the uh-huh. tournament arc stuff. Like they just yeah, put all the tournaments like, together with the Gundams. Like pretty sweet so cool. show. Yeah. So what's what's crazy is when I was a kid. Well, I was a teenager at this point. But when G Gundam was on. Like, I was so obsessed with the show. Like, I used to give people burning fingers all the time. Like, I would go up to my, like, my brother pissed me off. Like, I would say Domo's quote, and then, like, I would grab his head, and then, like, I would True just start store. squeezing it. And, like, once he started crying, then, of course, like, I'd be like, well, I won the fight. And, you know, it's just like, you can't compete anymore. But my cousin, like, he had a ginormous head when he was a baby. And I used to give him the burn. Well, he wasn't a baby. He was a kid. But I would give him the burning finger. And he would just sit there and laugh. Like, I would squeeze his head really hard. And he would just be like, that doesn't hurt me. And I was just like, how? How can somebody somebody defeat the burning finger? My Uh, hand. uh It's burning red. Come Uh on. Dude, I, I used to grab aluminum foil when I was a kid and wrap it around my hand to feel like I was a Gundam. And so uh-huh. I would try to do the same type of thing to people. But it was also like, like the hand was kind of like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle hand when he did the burning hand. Or yeah, the burning it was like hand. locked yeah. into place or something like that. Oh, yeah. man. What yeah. I would kill if I was a kid to have gotten a burning finger glove to like oh, use it God, wherever I go. Man. That would have been a great toy. Yeah. If it is a real toy, I want it. Man, I know. Uh, 
there was a there was a game on the PlayStation back in the day called Gundam Battle Assault Two, mm-hmm. and oh. man, they had the burning Gundam in that yeah, game. Everybody and I, on the game, bro. I used to love doing the burning finger, and he had one <laughs> where it's just like he would grab the guy, and then like he would do the burning finger, and I was just like, "Geez, man, this is just so awesome!" Like, I, man, I, like we love Gundam here. I could talk about yeah, Gundam for days. Yeah, man. no kidding, man. I have a I have a Death Scythe toy from when my mom gave it to me for christmas when i was like four still in my apartment here and it's missing like both shoulder pads because i lost Uh, them as a kid and like one of the antennas is broken off so i'm like mm -hmm. oh it's battle damage and i've just Uh, yeah i like that i like how you do it i've carried it up till now because it's just like this thing that stays in my heart you know like it stays with me like gundam Gundam is always going to be a part of my childhood. Uh, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Naruto, One Piece, JoJo. As you know, it like all those shows. Pokemon for sure. Oh man, I was actually singing uh, the the Pokemon Masters theme song when I was driving on my way from <laughs> Walmart today. Which one is that? Like, hey, hey, uh, some of the viewers might not know. What? What? How did that go, Kev? Oh, it's uh, it's the one that's like, uh, we all live. In a Pokemon world, I wanna be the greatest mm-hmm. master of them all. Kevin, you wanna know what's funny? Like the other day, I was singing that song, and it, it, it's it's funny because one time, Trav and D, we were waiting for our guests to join the lobby, and I had I played like a different Pokemon song for each of them, and they was just like, "Well, what are we doing?" Like, like, why are you playing Pokemon? So I'm just like, y'all don't, y'all, y'all not trying to jam out. Y'all not trying to listen. To this. <laughs> like, I like, I like that song. And then I like um, uh, the Pokemon Johto song. Uh, Dude, yes. Pokemon Johto. It's a brand new place. Yeah, that song was sweet. I have the, I think think it's called the Pokemon X album that shows you like the first like 15 theme songs of Pokemon. And I memorized every single one growing up. And so every now and then, like maybe it's been like, Four months since I've heard this theme song. It just suddenly plays. And I'm like, uh-huh. it gets you hyped oh, up, man. man. Especially uh what was um what was the one for Pokemon 2000? Uh was it the no, it wasn't the same one. Uh dang, I'm mad I can't remember it. Do you remember the one that was like Pokemon Mon 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 Mon? No, I don't Pokemon, remember. Mon. It's like so the journey's just begun. Pokemon Mon more the better. Ah, oh, maybe no, that was I just in the not. album. <laughs> I'm mad yeah, I can't remember the Pokemon 2000 song. Like, that song, like, remember because it's like Ash was, uh, Pikachu was fighting the, uh, the mill tank and at the start of the oh, movie. I'm wait a minute. Uh, I think I know what you're talking about. Wait a minute. From not Lugia's theme, right? Not yeah, Lugia's it was theme. no, but it's the movie with Lugia in it, but I can't remember the song. I, I'm mad I'm having a brain fart. D, do you the, remember? Wait, was it the one no. that was like the I wanna be? The very yes, best. Yes. No one ever, no, was, ever was, ever was, ever was. I'm looking it up right now. And oh, I know, man. Like, it's going to kill me now if I don't like know. Like a remix is. of the original song? There, yeah, man. It's like one of the coolest remixes. But I'm and oh, I still remember even the one that's like, a kid from Pallet Town with a brand new world to see. That was a good one, too. Yeah. That was a good one. Oh, it's so good. Pokemon's not bad. Music I'm, I'm pretty sure every now and then I put on lo-fi music when I'm in my room just to like focus and whatever. And every mm. now and then I'll hear the Lugia's theme that, that that's like you know, but it's like like lo-fi, so it's got like a cool like bass to it. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, this got hits so hard. 
I so know somebody's going to listen to this episode and going to be like, yo, like, how do you not remember, <laughs> like, the song? Because it was, like, a hundred years spot. ago, people. Also, we're not the chosen one, like Ash, so. Yeah, know, we're we, not. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember. I don't have but, a hat that turns backwards. But it was exactly. it was another it was another question that I was going to bring up. Um, yeah, before we started the the interview, you were talking about that you have a podcast. Like, tell the listeners about that. Oh yes. Um, so I, I'm a very big movie nerd, and uh, uh, my my another fellow voice actor buddy of mine, his name is Raul Ceballos. Um, he and I adore talking about movies together. And at one point, we were like, "Hey, why don't we like make a monthly podcast where we just talk about the movie news of the past month?" And that's what we've been doing uh, today. Uh, as of today, what day is today? Uh, August 24th. We just posted our first or our second episode of the movie reviews section. And we're doing a movie review on Thor Love and Thunder. Nice. Um, but yeah, like in the beginning of every month, we just talk about everything that happened in the past month. And uh, that's why anytime anybody asks me something like, hey, like, what did you think of this actor from this movie? I'm like, oh, I have some thoughts. I have some opinions because I... Nice. I'm like obsessively watching movies and TV shows because I, you know, it's one of my Same. favorite things to do. And when you meet people who adore stuff like that as much as you do, like, oh man, that's how you know you found home. Uh huh. Hell yeah. Yeah. So you know, since since we're here and you had mentioned the podcast and what you guys do and talk about movies and stuff, like, how do you feel about the controversy right now surrounding the Wednesday show that's about to come out? It's Wednesday like, you know, when show. it when it was announced that Louis Guzman was gonna be Gomez, like I was excited because this is like I love I love Louis Guzman. And I feel like as like people were kind of on board, but then it's just like when they showed what he was gonna look like, it's just like some people just changed up on him. I'm just like, well, I mean, you know, like they're going with Gomez, how he looked in the comics, kind of like what they did with the animated film that came out and whatnot. And I just feel like some people are just being uh, fat phobic because they want them to, you know, they want Gomez to be handsome, like how he was in the <laughs> 90s movies with, uh, you know, Raul Julia, rest in peace. And um, like, what are your thoughts and opinions on that? Well, first things first, uh, Luis Gomez is Puerto Rican. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody knew that, but he's very, very Puerto Rican. Also, I met him once at, nice. uh, I went to a Puerto Rican restaurant out, out here in, in the Valley and he just so happened to be sitting there, and we like stared at each other. And eventually, he was like, "Hello, like, hey, if you want to say hi, like, you can hi." And I'm like, oh, "I'm such a nerd. I'm sorry to bother you. Like, you're so cool." But now, going back to your question, I, uh, I, I think it's perfect casting. I think it's really good. I think if you ask me, the Adams family—they're supposed to be like these ugly, like creepy, you know, creepy and they're spooky, mysteriously ooky, you know, all those uh-huh. words. Like, it's okay. It's whoever is cast as, as Gomez, like, I think that's going to work. You know, I think it'll be good. Um, if anything, I don't know if you guys have already seen the trailer for it, but... Uh, it yeah, looks, I did. I'm, I'm hyped. It's really cool. Yeah. And it's I on don't Netflix. Think it's bad. And it's d- being done by Tim Burton once again. You got to yeah. trust him. At this point, it's just, it's Tim Burton. Just trust yeah. him what he's doing. Especially when you see that that type of art style or, you know, you know what I mean? Yep. Like, it's such a Tim Burton vibe to it that yep. you're like, okay, well, he knows what he's doing, you know, and Clearly. the show looks good. I think when you see uh, Wednesday dropping the piranhas in the pool yep. and you're like, oh, there's blood in this show. Oh, okay. That really sets the tone for what this is going to be like. So the creepier and more disgusting the characters can be, the better. So if we got a Gomez that looks like the way he does, 
I'm all for it. I think it makes it even funnier, in my opinion, especially with Catherine Zeta-Jones. Ah, uh-huh. my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she was totally my first crush when I was younger because I used to watch Zorro. Like, I was about to say Zorro. <laughs> uh-huh. Zorro. Every time. Um, has an age to bit Catherine Zeta-Jones. Um, but, you know, the, the fact that she's going to be in it, too, like, I'm like, yeah, let's do it, man. This looks so cool. Uh-huh. All right. Well, yeah, yeah. well look, so look, now we're here. At end. D, were you about to say something? Nope. Okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, well, you're about to say something now because yeah, uh, we're here at the end of the interview. And, uh, D, you have your final questions that you ask each and every guest. So go ahead and take it away. All I was going to say was Cora come time. Pass me oh, the ball. Oh, snap. No, but uh, first question. Favorite 80s or 90s movie? Or both if you have one of each. I do actually. Uh, sure. So favorite movies from the eighties? You got you got to understand. I'm a nineties kid, so like I, uh-huh. you know, eighties weren't always like there with me growing up. I guess, but I will say, you know, you got to go with Star Wars Episode Five and Six. Uh, those are like Fair. definitive. Like that makes your childhood. Um, mm-hmm. But also the Goonies. I really love the Goonies. Another uh-huh. classic. Yeah. Uh-huh. I could I could like not watch the Goonies for like two to three years, and then if somebody just wants to plop it in and just play it, I will sit through the entire thing all over again because it's such a beautiful moment. I've, I've also had that kind of thing where it's like, uh, you know what I mean when I say, like, I wish I could relive this moment of watching this for the first mm-hmm. time? Yeah. Like, there's there's some movies where I'm like, I refuse for to sure. watch this for, like, a year or two because I don't want, I, I want to get that feeling back of, like, the first time I saw this. Yeah. Um, but also, uh, movies from the 90s, uh, favorite movie or Disney movie specifically also is uh, Aladdin. Aladdin oh, is classic. like top five. Too good. Yeah. That's so top good. five right there Too with good. Disney movies. And, uh, and then I have one more, which is The Prince of Egypt. You guys Ooh, seen that? No, that's a classic. I love yeah. that. Oh, uh, yeah. Good pick. I think, yeah. I remember, I remember I saw Aladdin and I was like, this is my favorite Disney movie of all time. No one could ever top this type of animation. And then Prince of Egypt came out and I was like, wait, you can do more with animation? Uh-huh. This is incredible. Uh, just blew my mind. And also the song, uh, the one that's like the, oh, what is it? The, the one with the dad where he's singing to, to Moses and his love interest. Oh, yeah, when they were at the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as you started saying The Prince of Egypt, like that song, like that song in the Mariah Carey and uh, Whitney Houston song popped up in my head. Oh, there can be miracles if you believe. I uh-huh. also yeah. believe that. Mm-hmm. So good. But yeah, uh, yeah and I, I think that's, that's all I got for 80s and 90s movies. But I do love movies so much. Um, okay, so second question. Growing up, was there anything that spooked you, scared you, and stayed with you? Whether it was a creepy lullaby, dolls, a myth, um, maybe a family story. What you got? Have you guys ever heard of the Bakru? Hell no. Nah. Tell us about him, though. All right. Sounds now, like a nice okay. guy. If you guys can edit in some like creepy like music box music while I'm explaining this story. Do it. So, all right. Maybe I made this story up. Maybe I didn't. Who knows? We'll see. So, uh, way back in the 1600s, when Puerto Rico was first being founded, uh, the Spaniards were entering the island and trying to discover how they could map out everything and chart it all out on a map. Uh, there was this adventurer called Juan Pedro de Calderón who would journey through trying to discover new things in this island. And eventually, he found a native that lived there who was like, you know, have you heard of the Bakru? And he's like, no, I haven't. 
well, there's this old man who lives in the rainforest, and if you go deep in there, he's the only one who's seen one. And he's like in his 90s at this point, so you better get to him quick. So he's like, okay, I'll journey into the tropical rainforest. He goes in, and he meets this guy, and the old man tells him, like, like I'll tell you, I'll tell you this story, but you have to promise me that you won't go looking for the bakru. And he's like, yeah, yeah, of course, of course, I, I, I won't. Fingers crossed, you know, no, I'll totally not do it. And so the old man tells him, the bakru is this humanoid creature. It looks like a little kid. Mm. Now the difference between this and regular kids is that this little kid has ripped up clothes, shredded up hair, almost balding, and it has yellow eyes, and it has the face of an old person. And it giggles everywhere it goes. And so, you know, if you can picture that, it's pretty creepy, all right? It's pretty spooky. And so this guy's like, okay, so how do you find it? How do you find this thing? And uh, the man says, you promised you're not gonna, you're not gonna go looking for it, right? And he's like, of course not. I'm just asking because I, I don't, I don't want to, you know, run into it. And he's, uh, he says, well, here's the thing. If you say Bakru three times in a row, it'll show up when you least expect it. When you're alone, it'll be there in pairs of two. And what happens to the Bakru, here's the, here's the creepiest part, is that the Bakru is this creature that it's a, it used to be a human that died and did so many bad things that it couldn't go down to the inferno of hell. And so it stayed on our earth. And so what it's trying to do is that it's it's stuck in this form until it finishes off its years of like imprisonment. But if it looks at another person in the eyes, when you die, you become the Bakru. Mm. Oh. And so the old man told him, don't go looking for it. You know, it's you know, it's all it's nonsense, it's nonsense. And the man says, Okay, you got it, I won't, I won't go looking for it. We never hear of this man again. Until 1992, there's some Puerto Rican men walking around Puerto Rico in the rainforest, and they just so happen to have found a notebook on the ground. And they grab this notebook, they open it up, and they read about this person called Juan Pedro de Calderón, and how he wrote about the Bacru, and how he was gonna go looking for it anyways. And at the end, all you see is like a scratched off, like he couldn't finish his sentence at the end of the page. And so that's what started the lore. And so, so, so if you go to Puerto Rico, this is, I swear to God, this is a true story. There's a museum called El Museo de los Niños, which is the museum of children. And mm. so if you go there, there's a secret room that you can go to where they have the journal of this man opened on the last page where you can see the writing getting you know, Yo. unfinished. That is such a good story. That, so, Kevin, like one of my friends, she lives in Puerto Rico and oh, is a cosplayer. Boy. It's a cosplayer. Uh, you can check out her interview. It's uh, Miss Tokuyami. It is up here on uh, the YouTube channel. And I'm going to ask her, does she know about this? And she's probably going to be like, why are you asking me about this at 11 <laughs> o'clock at night? Hell yeah. <laughs> now, you want to you hear something even story. creepier? This is This is just how my dad made it even scarier for me growing up was that uh, my dad was like, you know, the Bakru isn't only in Puerto Rico. Mm. It's everywhere. And there's other countries that have reported little children with old people faces in different parts of the world. 
And uh, like you've heard, you've heard about it in Sweden, you've heard about it in Germany, you've heard about it in Japan. Like it's kind of, it gets creepier and creepier. And if you Google Bakru, B-A-K-R-U, you can find images of Bakrus that were like chicken scratched on paper. And they look really scary and creepy. They're little kids. But some people consider them to be woodland creatures as well. Mm. And uh, it's this super, super creepy thing. And so my dad... My dad told me when he was 16, his dad told him this story. And he was like, hey, like, whatever you do, don't say Bakru three times. And my dad was like, eh, all right, old man, whatever. He said it three times. And so one day he, you know, he forgot he had to take out the trash. And he goes outside and he starts taking out the trash and whatever. And he hears giggling up the road. So he looks up and he sees these two little kids hanging out up the street. And he, you know, there's two things wrong with this. One, it's like 11 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And two, it's like thundering rain outside. So these two kids are just splashing and hanging out at 11 o'clock at night. They look like toddlers. And so my dad's like, hey, like, what are you guys doing over there? Hello? And the kids start to turn around. And as they're turning, he's starting to realize what's happening. And he uh... turns as fast as he can and runs home, closes the door, locks the door. And he's like, oh, man, I was this close to seeing the Bakru's eyes. That would have been terrible. So my dad told me that story. Mm. And I didn't say Bakru three times because I'm not about to get killed by a Bakru. Yeah, I feel, and I feel like it's like you've been you telling know? the story and you've said it a lot of times. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, man, it's like I'm going to go to sleep and I'm going to hear some kids <laughs> laughing. And I'm like, huh, what's going like on? A- like, it's 12 <laughs> o'clock at night. Oh, oh my god. Man. Great no, story. Yeah, it was, was a great good. story. I'm going to add the spooky music and yes. when Trav edits this, like he's going to make sure that he adds it in as well. But <laughs> but Kevin, thank you so much for joining us, man. Like this like I said at the start of this interview, it was going to be a fun one. And you see your boy, I'm cheesing hard because you ended it <laughs> with a spooky story. And it's just like, I'm scared now. And so, Dude, I, um, I, I spook it. myself whenever I tell that story. <laughs> I, I, pretty good. <laughs> it, it was, man. So Kev, before we let you go, let everybody in social media land know where they can find you at and where they can find your podcast at. You got it. Uh, well, again, I'm Kevin Andrew Rivera. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram uh, at Kevin A. Rivera V.O. And uh, you can check out my podcast uh, on any podcast option, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you name it, we got it, at Real Geek News, which is spelled R-E-E-L. See what we did there? Yes. Um, and, uh, we also have an Instagram account. If you look up Real Geek News on Instagram, we are there as well. If you want to geek out about movies with us, we'd be more than happy to have you, uh, join along. Hell yeah. Hey man, you know, usually I always say guys, but it's just the two of us tonight. And bro, so guys was... Kev was awesome. You know, I'm I like I said, I'm gonna call them cars, like cars from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Let's not do that. I okay. hey, look, D, he said that he likes JoJo and he likes one. I know uh, he shut you up. He saw where you, he saw the angle you were trying to take. Well, he said that he's listening. Uh, he's yeah, been studying, so he, he knew maybe he, knew maybe he did that on purpose. He did that on purpose because he knew it was gonna trigger. Because I was about to say something as soon as he said JoJo, but no, oh, God. Kev was awesome, and uh, you know now I'm I'm scared because uh, I feel like uh, I'm going to piss my Locker. friend off when yeah. I tell her about the box. So, uh, you yeah, know, please don't, don't, please don't say it three times. I, I just said it one time. I'm not going to say it anymore. 
Um, but yeah, please make sure that you follow Kevin on all of his social medias. You know, support his podcast, support him, hit him up on Twitter, let him know that you listen to the episode and just uh, let him know that you support him. And yep. you hope to see him keep on rising in the world of voice acting. So that being said, D, let everybody in social media land know where they can find you. As always, you can find me at rebellious double underscore D23, Instagram.com. And Banks, if they need a hero, where can they find this one? Well, before I say me, please, you know, Trav, he's not here. Please make sure that you follow him on all his social media accounts. There you go. At Twitter, Travoice, and then on Letterboxd, he's at Travoice, and then on Instagram, he is at ZK Audio. You can find me, your hero, Benjamin Banks, at King Benji underscore Banks. On Twitter and Instagram, you can find me on Facebook at Benjamin Banks. I should be the first person to pop up. If not, then I need to contact Mr. Zuckerberg. Thank you again for listening to this episode. Make sure that you follow and subscribe to us on all of our social media platforms. That's at Leveling Up Banks. That is Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Subscribe to us on YouTube at Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks. If you're feeling generous and would love to donate to us, we have a Patreon. It is at Leveling Up Banks. Thank you to our patrons who donate to us because you help us keep socks on our feet. So that way, uh, when we eat this hot ramen, our feet won't uh, burn up and turn into fire because the socks protect us. So with that being said, keep that pinky up. Stay positive. We'll see you next time on Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks. Peace. <laughs>